hello and welcome back to gay by gay woo <laughs> so um true crime yes i enjoy it and um do you enjoy true crime i enjoy it sometimes i do feel bad because there's some like i feel like discourse within true crime where it's like it places a lot of fame and popularity onto the the perpetrators when there shouldn't be, you know, how, like... In a lot of cases, we do definitely define crimes more by the person that perpetrated it rather than the victim. For example, if you think of the Chris Watts case, mm-hmm. it's not the Shanann Watts case who mm-hmm. was the victim. It's yeah. Chris Watts who yeah. was the killer. And I'm kind of like, why are we giving him the fame and the attention? Yeah. It should be about the victim. Yeah. Although there are other cases... Although, mm, now that you mention it, I feel like when a crime is solved, it becomes about the killer. Yeah. I feel like when a crime is unsolved, obviously you can't make it about the killer, so it becomes more about the victim. For example, uh, the Madeline McCann yeah. case or the JonBenet Ramsey yeah. case where we don't know what happened, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. But I do feel like that is something that is a little bit unfortunate about the true crime community is that we do definitely have a tendency to focus more on the perpetrator than the victim, which I think so. is kind of a negative. Yeah, and I think there's also, like, some ways where with that popularity comes kind of, like, you know, where people will get, like, death threats to their family or, like... And you know what? I have never yeah. approved of anything yeah. like that where I'm like, you know what? You can feel a certain way about terrible. things, but at no point would I ever say mm-hmm. you should reach out to the family. Even if, you know, it, it's one of those things. Um, the Chris Watts case. Yeah. It made me very angry because while we were up at our cabin Mm -hmm. uh, two weeks ago, um, you, Charlie, and I watched um, the Chris Watts documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Um, A Family Paradise? It's like Paradise. uh, An American Murder. Something. Uh, It's on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Um, And, you know, I got very angry at one point because when people were standing up to make their victim statements... Mm -hmm. Chris's parents got up and said, oh, we forgive yeah. you, son. Uh, and as I said to you, it did make me very angry yeah. because part of me part of me admits, you know what, yes, this is their son. But part of me also says he killed his two yeah. young daughters and his pregnant yeah. wife because he wanted them out of the way yeah. for his girlfriend. It's terrible. And I'm sorry, you don't get to look at them after Shanann's family mm-hmm. got up and made their statement because they lost their daughter and... Yeah their grandkids yeah. and their unborn grandchild, yeah. for them to get up in that same courtroom, turn around and go, we forgive you, son. It's terrible. Like, it just, it, it made me very hollow. Like, if you want to, if you, I understand it, but I don't understand if it. If you want to say that, say it in private. Don't say it in front of grieving people. And even then, you because know? I'm just kind of left sitting there going, well, I guess, part of me says that, yes, it is up to them to forgive him because yeah. those were also their grandchildren. Yeah. But ultimately, knowing that Shanann's family was there. Yeah. Don't do it like that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. kind of like, you know what? No. Um, or it's like even the Casey Anthony case yeah. where, yes, she was acquitted. I'm sorry, not mm-hmm. sorry. I am still of the mind that she allegedly killed her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I do very much feel like her parents came out over and over and said, she's innocent, yeah. she's innocent, she's innocent. I can understand as a parent not wanting to believe the worst yeah. in your child, but there just have to be sometimes that reality smacks you between yeah. the eyes and you say... I don't know who this person is. Yeah. This is not the child that I know. This is not. I mean, hell, there are so many serial killers out there, and the people are like, oh, he was the guy next door. He seemed really nice. Yeah. Ted Bundy, anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, But 
what we're actually going to be talking about mm-hmm. today is another uh, docu-series yeah. that we watched, yeah. Making a Murderer. Yes, we are so far, far removed from the party that happened with it. I know. It came out in, like, what, 2016, 2015? 2015, I yeah. think. Um, <laughs> and it is still ongoing to yeah. this day, as far oh, as I yeah. know. We really don't want to spoil anything for anybody, so this is the part where I'm going to tell all of you that we are going to be discussing yeah. season one yeah. in particular. Um, I think I've watched the first two episodes yeah. of season two. I think you've watched, what, the first three, first four? Uh, I think I'm on four now. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to say anything about it. <laughs> so we are specifically going to be covering everything that happened in season one. Yeah. And when I say covering, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and, like, we're not yeah. going to give you, like, a play-by-play of everything that, ha- that we're happened. We're just going to talk about it. We're just going to yeah. generally talk about how we felt, yeah. how we're thinking about mm-hmm. it and everything else. Um... So if you don't want spoilers, I would suggest tapping out. There are a bunch of other episodes that you could listen to. If you don't want spoilers, this is not the one for you. Mm -hmm. If you've already seen it and have your own opinions, we would love to talk. Yeah. Love to because y'all know at this point I am super into true crime and everything else. You want to talk? Let's talk. But that being said, let's go ahead and kind of start getting into this. So the question on everybody's mind after first watching the documentary, do you think that Stephen Avery... And um, his nephew committed this crime. Then they are alleged I, to. Actually, I shouldn't even say yeah. that they are alleged to have committed. They were convicted of it. Yeah. Do you also believe that they did it? I don't think that they did it. You don't. I don't think that they did it because because the nephew is uh, Brendan Debussy. Dassey. Dassey. I don't Debussy. know. I don't know why I always <laughs> want to put a B in his name. I don't know. Like I've literally watched it with you, and my brain is still like B. <laughs> um, Brendan Dassey though. Okay. I feel like... I feel like he definitely didn't do anything. No. No. Absolutely. 100% no. I feel so bad for that guy. Yeah, I feel very bad. Yeah. Stephen Avery. Do I think he did it? I don't really think he did it because, like, I feel after so long sitting in a jail cell, you would just kind of, like, admit to doing it if you did it. Or, like, that thing where he knows what jail is like. Mm-hmm. Why would he sit there and affirm his innocence when he knows that if he pleads guilty he'll get less time Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I feel like you can't you can't sit there with that kind of brain to know that you did that and like live like he doesn't seem like like sociopathic or anything that he wouldn't feel that kind of emotions no and he also doesn't seem to have this this sounds a little odd he doesn't seem to have the charisma that I would expect um he doesn't, a psychopath or a sociopath. He doesn't to have. seem all that arrogant. No, and I feel like in a lot of cases we do see that with killers where they are very articulate, yeah. they are very um, well spoken, they tend to be kind of more well groomed and everything mm-hmm. else. Like you, you think about some of those serial killers, and I'm not saying he wasn't yeah. charged with any sort of serial yeah. crime. Yeah. But um, I, I definitely feel like he doesn't really show any of that sort of charisma that yeah. I would expect from a hidden killer. Mm-hmm. That being said, the guy next door is always capable of it. Yeah. Like, it's just so, I don't know. I feel like, first of all, with his first conviction, it shouldn't have taken them 18 years to get him out of there. I mean, it's a little bit tough because, you know, they did have to wait for DNA evidence to get to the point that they could actually test it. But I know that DNA testing was around for quite a while by the time they finally got to Mm -hmm. it. The trouble is with stuff like that, it does take time. It does take resources to get these things tested. And so when you have current crimes that are going on that you still have a chance of solving right away, those kind of do take precedence over the cold cases. That being said, 18 years. Yeah. 
that's a ridiculous amount of yeah. time to be stolen. And there wasn't any there wasn't any evidence linking him to the crime. And just in case you guys don't know what we're talking about, maybe you haven't seen Making mm-hmm. a Murder and don't care about uh, spoilers. Yeah. Um, Stephen Avery was committed, convicted, sorry, committed. I need to be committed. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was convicted of a rape attack on yeah. a young woman yeah. on a beach in uh, Manitowoc County. Yeah. Um, he maintained his innocence the entire way along, said I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were a lot of very questionable things leading up to even his conviction there. For mm-hmm. example, one of the biggest things to me was that when you look at the police sketch mm-hmm. that was drawn up, supposedly from Penny, who was the victim, yeah. um, she supposedly sat down with the sketch artist to do it. But the thing is, when you look at her written statement and you look at the... The drawing. The drawing. They are not at all similar. Yeah. On top of that, the drawing does not at all resemble um, Stephen Avery as he yeah. was at that time. Mm-hmm. It resembles an old mugshot of him mm-hmm. from when he had been convicted of a burglary yeah. a few years prior. Yeah. So I, I do find it very odd that, you know, the description didn't match. Yeah. The picture didn't match what he currently looked yeah. like, but it looked eerily similar to his old mugshot. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was even asked of uh, the artist who drew it, where it was like, uh, did, I'm sorry, did you yeah. use this as a reference? Yeah. Because it's almost identical. And he goes, no, 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 I just, I, I drew that from the description. And I'm like, there's no, no way you, you did. Yeah. Because the eyes were a different color. Um, the hair was completely different. Yeah. And what, in the old mugshot, he had curly hair. When he was picked up, yeah. he had, like, straight, almost platinum blonde hair. Like, not even similar. So I'm like, what the hell? You know what makes me the most mad Hmm. how different officers in the unit are I don't know how law enforcement works but where they told the people who arrested Stephen Avery well we have another kind of criminal who has like a similar MO they're doing this sort of stuff has committed a crime similar to this before and it also might be that guy and they didn't even put that guy in the lineup they, and they just went with Steven. That makes me mad. And the thing that I won't deny is that Steven did look similar yeah. at the time oh, yeah. to the guy who actually did commit yeah, for sure. the offense. So I, I can't give that, like, I can't put that on Penny and say, yeah. how could you have made that mistake? Yeah. Because the two men did look similar. Yeah. But they didn't even have the real criminal. They should have had them on the radar. People brought it to, yeah. you know, the attention of the sheriff, and they just went, nope, this is our guy. So sure enough, Stephen Avery is eventually... Freed mm-hmm. from jail yeah. by he is exonerated by DNA evidence and the other guy is yeah. convicted yeah. by DNA by yeah. that same DNA yeah. evidence, um, and so he is out for about a year. Now Stephen Avery launches um, into a whole bunch of campaigning to get uh, rules changed and everything like the Innocence Project yeah. and he, everything else going. Lost, there did. are a lot of innocent people that are sitting yeah. in jails for crimes they didn't do. We need to help them. We need to do something to fix law enforcement yeah. because. They singled me out yeah. when I didn't do this crime, and I lost 18 yeah. years of my life. He did that lawsuit and got a whole bunch of money. I was going to say, so here, here's where it starts to get interesting. Stephen Avery um, files a lawsuit mm-hmm. against, um, I think he originally tried to file the lawsuit against Manitowoc County, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Um, but basically, the county has insurance. Believe yeah. it or not, that is the thing yeah. that exists. And so the insurance said that they could not be held culpable but people individually could. Mm-hmm. So that meant the sheriff and everybody else who, you know, helped convict him 
was on the line because mm -hmm. they screwed up mm -hmm. big time. Mm -hmm. So all of these people were on the line. And I think at the time he had been asking for a couple million yeah. dollars. Yeah, a time. lot of money. I know eventually it worked his way down to, I think, around 400000 yeah. or something yeah. like that. But at the time he was asking for millions. They were actually in the middle of, um, oh, the word escapes me. Oh, dear. Not their testimonies. Um, Testifying? No. Da, 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 da. The part where they all have to sit down and kind of um, go over. Negotiate? The crime again. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the word. I feel like it starts with a D. My brain is like Whoop. deliberate. No, not in the courtroom. Um, where they all brought them back in afterwards. Do you remember they were doing all the series yeah. of interviews and everything else yeah. to see how much of a part everybody had played yeah. in the wrongful investigation? Conviction? Kind of. I don't know. The word will come to me at some point, <laughs> and I'm sure I'll just shout it out randomly yeah. at some point. Um. But they kind of all sat down, and basically they were evaluating how much everybody had, like what everyone's role was. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously these people were going to have to pay for this. They, yeah. they weren't insured by yeah. the county. Um, they would have to pay out of pocket for the damages yeah. done to Stephen Avery. Yeah. So this is kind of where things start to get complicated. All of a sudden, um, a new young woman goes missing. Mm -hmm. um, it is known that she was on the Stephen property taking a picture of some old cars yeah. that I guess were for sale so, or something yeah. like that. So she goes missing, mm -hmm. and um, eventually her car is found on Stephen Avery's yeah. property because he works and owns a like a junkyard with his family. Yeah. Um, so this vehicle is found there, and already I have a lot of questions mm -hmm. about the way it was found. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know Charlie took one video in particular <laughs> while we were watching it because at one point. Um, the defense attorney asks one of the guys involved. Okay, so to kind of explain just really quickly mm -hmm. what was going on with the car. Um, this These two women had found it. It was like a mother and a daughter, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. it was a search party. And, uh, but it, it was just these two those women. Two. Those two in particular, yeah. they were the only two members of the search party mm -hmm. that broke off to be given a camera. No other yeah. searchers had a camera yeah. or anything even similar to it. Um, they knew what make and model they were looking for. It was a RAV4, yeah. which was the victim's yeah. car. Um, I found it very interesting. Uh, the junkyard was 40 acres. Mm -hmm. Big, huge. And they basically made a beeline mm -hmm. straight to where the RAV4 yeah. was. They found it within 10 minutes. They found it within 10 minutes. 40 acres, and they found it within 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Lady says she was led to it by God. <laughs> yeah. I am much more likely to think that somebody told her yeah. where she might be able to find it. Yeah. Um, so, of course, she calls it in, and, you know, she starts asking, well, is this the car? Is yeah. this the car? You know, yada, yada, yada. It comes out a little bit later that I guess there had been a conversation beforehand where there was someone else who had called in the sighting of a similar vehicle and mm -hmm. they had asked, um, you know, is it this color and is it this make yeah. and this model and this yeah. year and everything else? And uh, they kind of read out the license plate. Mm -hmm. And I guess the defense attorney at one point said to the officer that had called it in, mm -hmm. it was like, how could you have known the license plate and everything yeah. because you shouldn't have known that? So how could you have known that if you weren't looking at it? Yeah. Were you looking at that car, sir? And he goes, uh, no, sir, I was not. While he was calling it the While he was, he literally goes, I didn't say that. Like, it literally yeah. plays out exactly yeah. what he said. And he said, did you, were you looking at the car? And he goes, no, sir. And <laughs> the defense attorney just looks so shocked. Like, yeah. he sits there open mouth and just blinks yeah. at him. And it was, it was, it was so an amazing funny. moment. It was really funny. But it's just one of those things, yeah. like, 
it was a whole lot of stuff like that mm-hmm. where things just weren't adding up. Yeah. And even the, some of the calls that they were, were made, just suspicious. For example, they didn't even yeah. have a warrant at the time. Yeah. But there was a police call that was made asking if Avery was already yeah. in custody. Yeah. They didn't even know. They knew they had a missing person, yeah. but they didn't have any evidence that she was on Avery's property. Yeah. Not, at that time. Not to mention that they searched, like, his trailer, like, what, 18 times? I think it was said in the documentary, 18 yeah. times. God. I I have never seen or heard no. anything like yeah, it. Yeah, not at all. Never. It's just so suspicious. I am, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a voracious consumer mm-hmm. of um, true crime content, but I, I do kind of, yeah. I am versed in it, not well-versed yeah. necessarily, but I am kind of versed yeah. in it. I have never heard of police needing Neither. to do 18, 18 sweeps. sweeps. Yeah. And that entire time, you know, um, it, it was, de- like, there was a lot of suspicious stuff going on, just where no one found any sort of proof. Everything was torn apart, moved. And, you know, originally, um, they did not have Manitowoc County mm-hmm. in on this. They yeah. did not have their investigators. Because it's they, a conflict of interest. They, they had, what, Kalmick County, if yeah. I'm not mistaken? Yeah. No evidence was ever found until suddenly... Two Manitowoc County mm-hmm. investigators went to do yet another sweep, and then all of a sudden, incriminating pieces yeah. of evidence were found. Yeah. Stupid. It, not smart. Yeah. And <laughs> even then, even on some of that evidence, yeah. you know, it was said that it was the victim's car key yeah. that was found. Yeah. And only Stephen Avery's DNA None was on it. None of hers. None of hers. You know, yeah. she's had this car for how long? It's yeah. her key and everything yeah. else. Even if he had grabbed it and everything, that doesn't erase her yeah. DNA from there being on it. There should have been a mixture. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I did find it very odd that yeah. only his DNA yeah. was on it. Well, we should take a break and then yeah. we'll come back with more suspicious, suspicious. activity yeah. in this case. Hello and welcome back to Gay by Gay. Woo! <laughs> so, making a murderer. Making a murderer. Making a murderer. Yeah, there was just so much suspicious activity that, like, causes you to take this kind of second look and be like, this isn't as it seems, basically. Yeah. And it... I felt it was really insulting that even, like, the judge and, like, the um, the prosecutors, um, the state side of the lawyers were like, oh, but, like, nothing nothing is planted. Like, nothing is happening. Yeah. It just felt so, like, unbelievable. I mean, obviously, they're not going to admit to it. Yeah, it, yeah, it, I know. I mean, it's alleged that yeah. they did because it wasn't proven that yeah. they did. But, I mean, if you did, you're not going mm-hmm. to admit to it. So, I'm not surprised. That being said... There were so many things in this case in particular that made me kind of shocked. Yeah. Um, for example, um, kind of talking about Dassey here for a mm-hmm. second, Brendan Dassey, who was later brought in because he made a statement to the police explaining what must have happened with his uncle. So I have a lot of problems with yeah. what happened here. Um, I'm just going to preface this by saying that... The judge, I was shocked about this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the defense counsel had brought it up to the judge and said, you know, uh, we should probably get this thrown yeah. out, this, yeah. you know, evidence of, you know, uh, him confessing yeah. because it's questionable. And the judge ruled to take it out. Yeah. But later it was brought up in court yeah. and used against him, which I was very yeah. confused about how that was even yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, maybe I misunderstood something, but maybe. I, I was very know. confused. But that was so sad because, like, Brendan was 16 at the time. Um, they they kind of targeted him because he was supposed to be Stephen's alibi because they, like, seen each other. They, they had seen each other, so he was Stephen's alibi. Yeah, they yep. were having a bonfire together. Yep. But they, they target this 
this kid, and he let, let uh, we gotta be gentle with this. Um, he may have been 16, but if you were to listen to him speak and, you know, kind of observe his mannerisms, it is very clear that he is handicapped. Intellectually disabled. A little bit, yes. I think they said at one point that his... IQ was only around like a 73 yeah. or something. I, I think that they had some testing done yeah. and that they had shown that at one point. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure yeah. that's what I, I remember so. seeing. Yeah. 73. Uh, to explain, I don't know when the last time you took... Never. You've never taken a test? Oh. Uh, last time I took a test, I want to say that I was up around... I think they barred me at around like 148 to mm-hmm. 155 IQ. Mm-hmm. So you have to think that... That's literally less than half of my IQ. And that is very scary because I'm left sitting here like that's, I think that they had said that that was the equivalent of like what, like a fourth grade, third grade level? Yeah. Something like that. That, That's the mental capacity of like a seven to eight year old. But he's very trusting. He's very, doesn't really understand what's going on. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. You can tell that he has no idea. And as I said to you and Charlie, I said, I was shocked that this entire case was not thrown out or, you know, because we've seen in other criminal cases where um, you can plead that you don't understand what's going on around you. Like, you can't understand, you know, so when your counsel advises you, you don't understand what the charges against you are. You don't understand, you know, kind of what's going on around you. You don't understand the proceedings. Um, You can be declared as unfit to stand trial. I have no idea how Brendan Dassey was not declared unfit to stand trial. He had no idea what was happening for the most part. I think he understood the charge of murder, but I don't think he understood at all what was going on around him. He was clueless. And I have no idea how they made the determination to push ahead with the trial. And I feel like what the investigators did to him was absolutely disgusting. Honestly. If you watch the video where he gives his first confession... Brendan never says, at least what was shown yeah. in the documentary, because, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. there was a lot of questions about how the documentary yeah. was one-sided or yeah. biased or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I did find it very interesting, though. If you watch the footage that the documentary showed, there could be more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you watch it, Brendan Dassey never actually gives any sort of detail without a lot of hand-holding mm-hmm. and leading yeah. from the two investigators yeah. interviewing him. Yeah. Um, you know... For example, there's one moment that stands out in particular to me where um, they're asking him, we know what happened, Brendan. We know what happened. Um, Tell us, what did Stephen Avery do? Mm -hmm. What did he do? What did he do? And, you know, Brendan goes, I don't know. I don't know. know." And then the investigators go, something to do with her head. And I'm like, already right there, that interview should have been stopped and thrown out because that is leading a witness. That is leading a witness. That's saying, something to do with this. Yeah. Even if you want to leave it in, Brendan's first response yeah. is, um, We cut her hair. We cut her hair. Yeah. Obviously, I think what the investigators were getting at was that yeah. the victim was shot yeah. twice in the head. Yeah. If you had witnessed this, is your first instinct, and let's be real here, mm-hmm. as someone with a lower IQ and everything mm-hmm. else, you're going to say the truth. Like, you're yeah. not going to have the mental yeah. capacity to be like, oh, I shouldn't tell them that. Yeah. I feel like that you would have blurted that yeah. out. Yeah. Unintentionally. Yeah. You would have been like, oh, yeah, we did shoot her in the head. He says, we cut her hair. Yeah. And the investigator goes, and what else? Yeah. And already I'm sitting here like, what? That's not right. Yeah. And then the next thing Brendan says is, we punched her. Mm -hmm. And the investigator goes, 
okay, and what else? Yeah. Something to do with her head. Yeah, Come on, yeah, something to do yeah. with her head. And, like, you can see... He's guessing. 100% that this kid is guessing. Yeah. Because every single time he does what I like to refer to as check back. Yeah. Um, working with kids myself, whenever I ask a student a question, if a student is confident in their answer, they will normally make eye contact with mm-hmm. you or they will continue doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. When a child is unsure of their answer, they will do what I refer to as a check back. So basically, if I ask a question of, you know, um, should you point your toes yeah. or should you flex your toes? Yeah. If a child is unsure of the answer, the answer is always point your toes. Mm-hmm. If a child is unsure of the answer, yeah. they're going to say something along the lines of, um, point your feet. Yeah. Number one, the response is going to be phrased as a question. Yeah. Number two, the child is going to look at me to see my reaction. Mm-hmm. They're going to see if I'm smiling, if I am frowning. It's their way of reaffirming yeah. whether or not they are correct. Yeah. It's natural for a child to look for reassurance when they're unsure of yeah. something. And knowing that Brendan Dassey had the mental capabilities of about an eight-year-old, it doesn't surprise me that in this case, every single time he gave a response to one of the investigators, he did a check back. Mm -hmm. You can see him because he sits there for the most part kind of slouched over because you can tell he's nervous. And he's looking down. Whenever he gives one of the responses, he will look up at the investigators. And then the second he sees that they are unhappy with his answer, Mm -hmm. he will look back down again. And he will keep thinking. He'll go, what else do they want from me? What else do they want from me? I have no idea how this could have been used as evidence. They, they only phrase their praise when they thought what they what he was telling them was true, and only the stuff that they wanted to hear was true. true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because the number of times he goes, "I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't. No, 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 mm-hmm. no." And then um, it's basically, "We know you're lying. We know yeah. you're lying. You know, if you want us to help us, you're gonna yeah. tell us the truth." Yeah. You're going to tell us the truth. Mm-hmm. And obviously they very much kind of bullied and yeah. pushed him and coerced him yeah. into saying their version of the truth. Yeah. The version that would match up with the evidence that mm-hmm. they had or had planted, yeah. whichever way you want to see that. And they, they always told him, like, oh, yeah, you're you're going to be fine. Like, you're, you're not doing gonna, the right yeah, thing. You're we not can gonna, help yeah, you. You're, you're going to be okay. Like, yeah, you're... Only if you tell the truth yeah. will you be okay. Yeah. And then, obviously, I think Brendan even says at one point that he was under the impression that he was going to be going back yeah. to school yeah. after the interview. Yeah. That was the impression if, he had been left with from the yeah, investigators. Yeah. Where it's like, if you tell us the truth, yeah. we'll help you. Yeah. We'll be your friend. Yeah. And to an eight-year-old looking at law enforcement, when a law enforcement officer says, tell us what we want to hear mm-hmm. and we will help you. We yeah. will be your friend. Yeah. He said whatever they wanted to hear. Yeah. I mean, hell, even if you take a look at something like the Reykjavik con- mm-hmm. um, confessions, mm-hmm. where basically um, several people were left in solitary isolation mm-hmm. for days. And when I say days, I mean I think one of the people was left in for something like over 1,100 days. I yeah. think it was around 1,400 days wow. of isolation. Yeah, that's like bad. <laughs> and basically by the end of it, the idea was that these people were so broken down mm-hmm. that they were willing to say anything to just yeah. make it stop yeah they they were willing to throw themselves under the bus they were willing yeah. to confess to anything yeah. help their brains had even started questioning themselves yeah. going did yeah. i see something yeah. did i do something yeah they didn't even know anymore because yeah. they had been so mentally broken yeah i absolutely see that with yeah. brendan nassie and it's really really sad because like he's just a kid like <laughs> he's 16 yeah. but with the mental capacity yeah. of someone much younger yeah like he had no idea and i i found it very interesting that they would not let his lawyer sit with him no because if a lawyer had been in there, they would have defended him and well, said, you can't do that. His, you can't say that. His appointed lawyer declined declined to be there. And they did not let his mother be there. And now yeah. th- there's a bit of a discrepancy here because they're saying we invited the mother. She said yeah. no. 
mom says I wanted to yeah. be in there, but they, they wouldn't let, let me. me. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit more inclined, yeah. just watching the mother's behavior, yeah. I'm a little bit more inclined to believe Barb on that one, mm-hmm. who's the mother. Yeah. Just because you can see she's definitely more of, like, a bit of a hound yeah. dog. Yeah. Like, she wanted to be there every single step of the way. I yeah. can't ever see her saying, yeah, no, take him. Yeah. I, I can't see yeah. that. Yeah, not at all. So I, I very much do believe her story when she says they yeah. wouldn't let me be there. Yeah. Especially because you can see at one point they let her in, and she actually questions them. She says... What have you been saying to him? Have you have you been forcing him to yeah. say things? Have you been bullying yeah. him? Yeah. Because she can see in her own child. He even says at yeah. one point, like, they made me say things. Yeah. And it's like, it, it was absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and as course. I said, like. It's so horrible. You can see. His story, every time he was forced to give a new confession, yeah. changed every single time. The only thing that stayed true and consistent throughout was every time he reverted back to the story mm-hmm. of being innocent and his original yeah. timeline. That one stayed that the same. That was the only thing that stayed the same. Yeah. And for a kid that doesn't have a lot of mental capacity, he obviously couldn't remember any of the lies he had been forced mm-hmm. to tell. But the fact that every single time he went back to that same story with accuracy tells yeah. me that that is probably the truth because it's yeah. what he actually yeah. remembers. He can't remember the lie, yeah. but he can remember what really mm-hmm. happened. And I think that was huge. And the fact that... Putting it, as I said, at the end of season one, we know that both Stephen Avery yeah. and um, his nephew were convicted. Yeah. I was shocked. Me too. I was shocked. I know. There should have been no way. I know. Even if you could argue, even if Stephen Avery yeah. did something. Yeah. Because, as I said, I'm, I'm going to sit here and take the line of, do I think he did something? No. Yeah. Just because it, it doesn't make sense to me, the fact that he was in jail for yeah. 18 years. He's literally about to come into all yeah. this money through all these lawsuits and everything else. Why is he going to yeah. kill a girl on his property? <laughs> yeah. What? Why? Yeah. But there's no way. Any of the things that Brendan Dassey said should have been thrown out, mm-hmm. and he never should have been convicted, yeah. especially because at one point he says that they cut the throat of yeah. the victim yeah. in the bedroom, yeah. where apparently she was tied down and everything yeah. else. Horrific. Yeah. Except when you look at it, there's no blood spatter mm-hmm. in the room. There was no blood spatter on the mattress. There was no nothing. And you have yeah. to think that if someone's throat has been cut, because it was said that they burned the victim in a burn pit yeah. afterwards, even then, you have to think that there's going to be a blood trail yeah. from someone's throat who's been cut. It's going to be on the walls. It's going to be on Everywhere. the Everywhere. And let's be real here. This was a junkyard. You're telling me that they yeah. took every single piece of junk and scrubbed it down it with just bleach? It doesn't make sense. No. None of it makes sense. And no. that's the most, like, disturbing part of it. How this can all, like, not make sense and he is still convicted. Both of you them. You can absolutely 100% see, in my opinion, don't come for me, in my opinion, that the county was embarrassed yeah. because Stephen Avery got out and they had been wrong yeah. about his 18-year yeah. conviction. They were embarrassed. They were being sued, some yeah. of them. Yeah. And I think they were willing to do whatever it yeah. took to get him back in jail. And see, told you. Yeah. We told you he was yeah. a bad dude. See, yeah. didn't we tell you? We were right. We were yeah. right. It was a good thing we didn't put just, him away. I just want people to know something. And that's, I hate Ken Kratz. He made me very oh angry. Oh, my His God. smug attitude. The press conference. Right after Brendan gave his confession, the prosecutor for Stephen Avery's case and his and Brendassi's case held a press conference Ken releasing Krabs. all of the details of Brendan's confession as if that it was like not alleged that it was for and, sure and it is one of those things and it was dramatic know, and um, terrible I, I think in the last episode that we posted about yeah. aliens yeah um, I was talking about my friend C how we had mm. come up with like this whole theory about yeah. aliens and yeah. everything else if you haven't heard it you should go listen to it it's funny um, but he is actually working his way into being a police officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he has told me before, it is ridiculous the amount of mm-hmm. walks that perpetrators get yeah. because everything has to be phrased very specifically. Yeah. If you phrase one thing wrong yeah. on one piece of paperwork or if you say one thing mm-hmm. wrong in court, 
they will walk. Yeah. He said, it is insanely hard to get a conviction. The fact that Ken Kratz was able to come out, give all of the details on Brendan's, mm -hmm. in my opinion, forced yeah. confession, yeah. and at no point did he say allegedly. Yeah, not at all. That that is what had yeah. happened. He said it as if it was a fact, and sorry, not sorry, I don't think there was any way they were ever going to get a fair trial in Manitowoc County. I don't County. think so. I don't think so. Trial by media. Yeah. We've seen it before where, yeah. you know, if the public decides that you are guilty because that's the way the media phrases it, how are you ever going to get a jury You're not. that isn't biased? You're not. So, you know, they're releasing these things as if it's hard, cold fact that that's what he did when, again, I didn't see any evidence yeah. that that is what had happened. I know. The, you know, the interview to me and the confession were obviously yeah. coerced yeah. and forced. So I'm just left sitting here going, the fact that he got up at a press conference and said that, you know, that's what happened mm -hmm. as a fact. Mm -hmm. We know this happened and we know that mm -hmm. happened. And I said, where's your evidence? And on yeah. top of that, you didn't just allege that. So now he's not been convicted yet, but you are talking to the media and to the public as if it's already a done yeah. deal. There was no way yeah. they were ever going to get off. And even then, the judges, so many questionable yeah. decisions yeah. where things should oh have been God. either taken into evidence or thrown out yeah. completely, and they weren't. They were against the entire yeah. time. Yeah. And as I said, knowing that all of this stuff had happened with Stephen Avery having gotten out before, I don't think they ever should have been tried in Manitowoc no. County. No, not at all. They should have been taken somewhere else to be tried. <sighs> uh, the whole thing I makes me mad. quite yeah. frustrated, yes. Oh, lordy. But if you haven't seen it, mm -hmm. I definitely recommend watching yeah, it. Check it, it out. It's, it's actually it, really good. It's really good. It's really good. It, it's quite involving, yeah. honestly. I remember um, we had kind of taken a bit of a break mm -hmm. after watching, I think, the first episode. Yeah. We were all so excited yeah. to get back into it the yeah. next day. Like, It's very interesting. It's There's very a lot engaging. of information. Yeah. There's a lot. And honestly, we can't cover everything yeah. here. There is so much. <laughs> I mean, the first season of yeah. the docuseries has, what, 10 episodes and they're each an hour yeah. long? 10 hours worth of, you know, court documents yeah. and evidence. And that's and not the whole thing. Yeah, it's it, so It's ridiculous. Good. So we definitely can't cover it all here. I would definitely recommend doing some more research mm -hmm. on the case, watching the documentary. Yeah. And as I said, there have been allegations that yeah. the documentary was one-sided. Yeah. Could I see that? Yes. Yeah. That being said, I also look at a lot of the things that kind of happen, and I'm like, that's not one-sided. Those yeah. things obviously yeah. happen during yeah. the press conference. You can't hide yeah. them. Especially that's on everything, video. everything else that came out about yeah. Ken Kratz after. Oh, very angry. Yeah. Very oh angry. My God. But instead of being yeah. angry, I'm just going to say thank you so much for listening. We Make sure you. to check us out on all of our social media. Make sure to share if you think it's worth a share because it means the world to us. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a like. It really does make a difference. Check out our vlogs every single Saturday. And we will talk at you in the next episode. Yes, take it gay by gay guys. Bye.